Elizabeth Chapel, a lifelong entrepreneur who finally found my niche. After years of new ideas and jumping from business to business, I figured out how to turn a craft into a successful career. In 2016, I started a monthly subscription box for quilters. That little startup has grown into a thriving, multiple six-figure business that I am so proud of. As a published author, designer of fabrics and patterns being sold throughout the world, my favorite thing to do is to teach others how to grow a career of their dreams. Each week you'll hear from me or from other guests who are creative entrepreneurs, so you can learn exactly what to do and what not to do to grow a career that's more rewarding and successful than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to turn your craft into a career that you love, I am so excited you're here. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. Hello, welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the podcast. And this episode, it is just me chatting with you. If you remember a few episodes back, I had Michelle Gifford on the podcast. And the title of that episode is actually very similar to the title of this episode. It was Instagram called, and this is what they said. So that entire episode, I, well, I followed Michelle for a while. She's amazing and phenomenal. She helps run people's social media accounts and your business to help alleviate, you know, what you do in your business. So you can do the things where you're needed. Well, I, as I was following her, I saw her post Instagram called me. This is what they said. And when I saw that post, I was like, I need her on the podcast. We have got to chat about this. And because I chatted with her, I was not skeptical when Instagram reached out to me. I was like, no, I actually know that this is legitimate. So on my Instagram account, a few weeks after I had Michelle on the podcast to hear about Instagram calling her, they reached out to me and they were like, Hey, it was, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this. You open up Instagram and there's like a little note on the top of your account and it will tell you something like boost your post or link to your shop, just different little messages, trying to encourage you to use different features. Well, this particular day, there was a feature that said, we would love to call you to chat about, I don't even know something on those lines. Like Instagram wants to call you. And I was like, Oh, heck yes. That's exactly what happened to Michelle. I want to do this. So I clicked on the information. And had I not talked to her, I would have been like, "Uh, -uh, I'm not giving out my phone number. Like, I even back in the day when they paid to do reels, I didn't do it for months, because you had to put in your social security number. And I was like, Yeah, right. This is a total scam. But it wasn't. And yeah, I mean, rightfully so to be cautious. So anyhow, they reached out, I filled out the form. And then nothing happened for, I don't know, a month, maybe. And I was like, I don't even know what it's going to look like for them to reach out to me. Uh, and so I just kind of set it aside. I was like, well, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, oh, well, at least they reached out. I guess I can feel cool about that. And then I got a text one day. Thankfully, I was by my phone and in fact, let me pull up the text and what it says. Okay, it says, Hi, Elizabeth, this is Jay. I'm a media expert with Meta. I'll be calling you soon to talk about your Meta content strategy from this same number. Our calls are roughly 15 to 20 minutes. They are on a first come first serve basis. So please try your best to answer when I call. Bring your questions. 
Note that I won't be able to provide any technical support. Thank you. So again, since I had talked to Michelle and with this text message, I was like, okay, I need to jot down some notes. Oh my gosh, this is happening in like 15 to 20 minutes. Well, it just said soon, I guess, because they said calls last 15 to 20 minutes. I thought they'd be calling in 15 to 20 minutes. So it ended up being about an hour later that he called and I saved that number in my phone. I was like, it's Jay from Meta. And yeah, it was just very chill. (laughs) And I wanted to get the most of this call. So, I mean, I was like, okay, Elizabeth, think of every question you can. And when we were done, he emailed me a summary of what we talked about. But one of my biggest questions was, and I'm just going to share with you what we talked about so that you can get the same benefits that I did. So I guess one of the first questions, well, this was actually the last question that I asked him, but I'll share first. I asked, why did you reach out to me? Um, How does that even work? And he said, well, we look for people who are actively posting on Instagram. You have a healthy following and you're verified. And those three things, like, I don't know, flagged me or whatever, or just let them know that I was a good person to reach out to. And then one thing I wish I had asked that I did not ask was, why are you doing these calls? So I can only assume, because I didn't ask, but I can only assume. So my assumption is Instagram, Meta, they are just as interested in their account, not their account, their their product being successful as we are with us growing and having success with Instagram. Like this is their business. They They want it to work. And I've mentioned on the podcast before, and I talk to all of my students, like ask for feedback ask for, hey, what what went well? What can we improve on um, so that you can make it better? The only way you can know how to make something better is to get feedback. And so sometimes it's not super fun to hear from people like what maybe didn't go as well, but that's the only way to make your product better. So Meta's not, <laughs> they're not dumb. They're very good. And so they want to hear from us, uh, you know, what's going well. And he did ask off the bat. He's like, what are you doing to grow your account? And there was a little bit of me that's like, wouldn't you like to know, you know, like, hey, I'm here to ask my questions. But uh, but I shared, I shared because I actually did just take a, a course from Gardenary Co. It's G-A-R-D-E-N-A-R-Y Co. On how to grow my Instagram. And it's it's been working, I actually highly recommend it. But anyhow, I shared with him what I was doing. Um, And then I asked my questions. And one of my first questions was, what's next for Instagram? So when I first got on Instagram, it was all photos, 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 Uh, beautiful photos. And it's evolved, right? Then reels became a thing and then stories. And so what are they going to push next? And I'll admit I did not love the answer. He said threads. And if you don't know what threads is, it's like Instagram's Twitter. And he did say, which, I mean, if you follow along with Instagram stuff, you probably know this, know this, knew this. Threads grew really quick, really fast. And then it kind of pittered out and or petered out. I don't know how you say that. And so a ton of people joined it, but engagement's not as high as they'd like, and they really want to push that. So 
which brings me back to when I first started my quilting entrepreneurial journey, there was a person in the quilting industry who had been very successful. She was in the quilting world for a long time. She wrote patterns. She went to quilt market. And even when I went to quilt market, she was sad about how it had changed. You know, she was there back before blogs, before social media. And she was like, quilt market was the only way that quilt stores knew what to buy. And they would, that was the first time they would see things. I mean, it was just like Christmas morning. If you celebrate Christmas, you come down all these gifts and surprises and nobody knew, no one was talking about it. Now, a lot of people learn about what's out there from social media and they'll go and follow people who have a larger following and see what are they promoting. I guess we'll do that. It's totally changed the the way people buy things, you know, in the quilting world. So she was reminiscent and sad about that. And I remember her saying, Instagram, I'm just not doing it. I don't want to play that game. And I remember hearing that and thinking, well, then she's probably not going to keep being as successful. And sure enough, she's not retired and she's, she's done. She's like, I'm just not doing that. And I remember thinking, I wonder at what point I will make that same decision where I'll be like, I don't want to do this because things are always evolving and changing. And as a business owner, we need to be willing to evolve and change. And if we're not, it's, you know, like you only have a shelf life of so long. Um, there's, oh, there's a Instagrammer whose name I can everyday reading, I want to say. Um, let me check here. Yeah, everyday reading. And she has been around for a long time, like over a decade. And she blogged and now she does Instagram, probably does TikTok because, because she has said, I love the change. Like I, it's fun for me. It's a refresh. It's like, Ooh, okay. What's next? What's new. And so there is a bit of that as a business owner where we kind of have to be flexible. You know, if we are in someone else's house, we go by their rules. I mean, this is another plug for growing your email list because then you own that email list and you can email them however you want, whatever that looks like. The catch 22 there, however, is how do you grow your email list? Well, the way I've grown it is through Instagram. And so when I'm on Instagram, I need to play by their rules. So threads, I guess we'll see. (laughs) I need to jump in there and maybe, I don't know. And part of me is like, are you going to start paying me to post in there like you did with reels? Because that was really nice. I'll do that. I did ask, I had heard that Instagram was going to start paying people again to do reels. And I asked him and Jay said, no, he was not aware of that. So um, I don't think that's coming back. He did say a couple of things, though, that one that I feel like is fairly well known, um, and it's consistency. So just be consistent with what you post, how often you post. If it's once a week, commit to once a week. If it's every day, commit to every day and just show up and post, post, do the thing. Um, he did, he did actually, this is interesting because I stopped using hashtags for a long time and he was like, no, they're still relevant. Uh, it used to be that you wanted as many hashtags as possible and the people would search hashtags. They don't anymore. So hashtags, and he also, which I love this speaks to like, it validates what I really push. 
he's have a niche, you know, I even asked something. Oh yeah. I asked him, um, why is it when I'm scrolling, I will sometimes see on my Instagram an account that I don't follow. And it's like, it's recommended. And it says like, follow. And it generally is stuff that I'm interested in. I'm like, Oh, I have been searching up how to decorate sugar cookies. What a cute or Oh, this home decor is definitely my style. But I don't follow this account. Why is it showing up on my scroll? And so I said, I'm asking this because I want to show up on people's accounts when they're scrolling. I want my account to pop up for other people to see. And he said, Well, the key for that is to have a niche. And we'll talk about SEO in a minute, but to use SEO with an Instagram. So he said, for example, if you're a painter and you're just using a hashtag painter and you talk about painting, it's not as easy for you to, for the algorithm to know, to promote your work and your things to painters because there's so many different kinds of painters. There's acrylic painters, there's modern, there's, you know, all the different kinds. And he was like, I don't know if there's, if you can get that specific in quilting. And I was like, yes, yes, you can. Um, so that's important to think about with hashtags to use just, and he says, just use three to eight hashtags to increase the reach of your content. And uh, this is in the email summary that he sent me. He said, make the hashtags as specific as possible and appealing to your base. So for example, don't use hashtags like explore, hashtag explore or hashtag viral, but do use the name of your location, the brands that you're showcasing or using or other such information. So again, specific, narrow that niche. If you're a business, you know, quilterpreneurs here or any, any craft or career, or any entrepreneurial business, you want to narrow your audience and who you serve to be as specific as possible for so many reasons, but one of them is just right here so that Instagram knows exactly who to show your content to uh, so that you can get free marketing from them. And then he recommended using insights. Um, he actually talked specifically about looking at the time of day that you post, which to be honest, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> so just like with everything, I share, you know, all these ideas on my podcast. You get to pick and choose which ones you are, you have the capacity to do. For me, I'm not sure this is one that I'm going to do. Maybe down the road, I'll be like, all right, I'm ready to tackle that. But I just post when it works for me. Um, so this is something you can do. You can look in your insights in your professional dashboard and you can understand the demographic of people when they're most engaging with your content, when they mostly look at your content. Uh, so he really recommended looking at that. Um, and then let me circle back to SEO. So SEO is search engine optimization. And it was really interesting to hear Jay talk about the algorithm because it was almost like, this person with a personality that even Meta doesn't fully understand. They're like, yeah, we don't totally understand how it gathers all this information, but it does. And so things, things that, how SEO works with an Instagram, like I mentioned, if you are searching up, uh, for example, like I was looking up how to decorate sugar cookies. So now all of a sudden this algorithm's plugging in that, oh, Elizabeth is looking up sugar cookie decoration and it notices which accounts I'm looking at and how long I'm looking at them and what their aesthetic is, what the keywords are that they use. 
And now they find other accounts that are similar, that use similar words, have a similar aesthetic, and they are going to put those in my feed. So as I scroll, that's how I'm seeing these accounts that I don't follow, but all of a sudden it's popping up and it's very enjoyable for me. I'm like, oh, fun. Hey, wait a minute. I don't follow that. What's going on here? And generally I follow them. So what you can do to up your SEO so that people can find you so that you get shown to other accounts using those three to eight hashtags that are very specific. And if you create a reel or even just a post and you put, well, actually this is more applicable for a reel and I'll, I'll, I'll explain the difference between post and reel. Anyhow. So if you're creating a reel, Instead of like, I go to CapCut to do my splicing, like I'll, I'll go in and, and edit my videos in CapCut because I'm familiar with it. But honestly, he recommends doing it all in Instagram. Instagram can tell when you use their platform to create your videos and it rewards that. So with that said, he, and I, I now have changed. I do not add words in CapCut. I only add my words that show up on my reel in Instagram because Instagram recognizes those words and it goes to your SEO. So like in my latest reel that I made, it was like make a yo-yo quilt in seven seconds. Yo-yo quilt, um, gather your materials. I'm trying to think what else, trim your fabric, all these keywords, fabric, yo-yo quilt, that's added to the algorithm So when people are searching up those words, it's going to pop up my account to them. So if that makes sense, use the Instagram editing feature to add your words onto your reel. And then he also said, do not let a watermark from another platform show up on your video. So like I edit in CapCut, at the end I go and delete, it has like made in CapCut delete that. Or if you put something in TikTok, it'll say TikTok on it. Do not do that. Instagram doesn't like when you are using other platforms, they only want to promote their own platform. And so it's not going to promote your stuff to people or show up. If you have a watermark from another company on your reel, and same with a photo, if you go into Canva or some other place to create it, just make sure that it doesn't say Canva or some other brand on your post or on your photo. We talked a little bit about audio and best practices for adding audio. So again, you want to, he, he did say, which I wish I'd asked a little bit more about, that it's actually really recommended to use original audio. Which I, again, I wish I'd ask more about because I hear everything about like trending audio, which is not your own. Um, Right here in our summary email says, if you're interested in monetizing, original audio is best. So original audio is where it's either your voice speaking or you have your own music that you've brought in, but really your voice speaking where you're not using audio from Instagram but you can use trending audio. And I actually use an app called a real trends. It's R E E L trends. And that tells me you can search by different like lifestyle, food, pets, and it will show you the top trending audio in real time that day. And you can look through and find an audio that's trending. And that will, I don't even understand how it works, but trending audio will 
help your, your reel or your post get seen more. So that's an interesting thing to give a try. He recommended collaborating with other people. So when you create a reel, you can invite a collaborator and it shows up on both of your accounts. And so the other account has to accept the collaboration, but this will extend your reach. It's, you know, obviously whoever posts the original reel, you are the one who gets like the credit, you get the views, you get the the growth. I mean, you can both get follows from it, but whoever posts the original one, you get more of like the Instagram benefits from it, but you can both get growth. You can, your audience can both grow by doing a collaboration. So, um, so he recommends doing that. And then he said, experiment with timing. You can create up to a 90 second reel on Instagram. Now I will say from my own account, uh, the shorter, the reel, the better. So that's just something I've learned. Like we're talking seven to 10 seconds per reel, unless you're talking or doing like a longer demo, but even a longer demo shouldn't be that long. So just experiment with the timing, watch and see, okay, this one was this long and it you know, got this many views. I'm noticing when they're longer, people aren't staying and watching. So just kind of play around with that a little bit. And he mentioned using Instagram broadcast channels, which I need to reach out to Meta. I don't have that capability on my Instagram. He didn't know why. He was like, oh, we'll reach out and ask, which I was like, uh, if I reach out, how does that work? I don't feel like I'm going to really get ready for that. He was like, well, actually, because you're verified, you do get help. Like this is how you do it. I was like, Oh, okay, sweet. So a broadcast is where you DM people and it's only people who are, who've joined your broadcast. that get that DM. It's almost like joining your email list, but it's within Instagram. I have not joined anyone's broadcast. I don't know exactly what it looks like, but he said the purpose, and I'll read his email. The purpose is to let fans and followers know how you intend to use this channel share behind the scenes, talk about a specific topic. Uh, what is the value to them? So again, it's almost like having a newsletter where you're going to share little tidbits on a consistent time schedule, once a month, once a week. Uh, expectations, explain, highlight how the channel works. Messaging threads where fans engage with emojis, polls, questions, prompts, comments. And then tone. Is this a personal like day in the life? Is it educational? Is it informative? You can help set the tone with your language message or even through your choice of format, voice memo or day in the life. So this is something, again, I don't know a ton about. I don't have access to it currently and I've not joined a broadcast, but it's something for you to take a look at and something to think about. So I will say that with Instagram, I, again, the course that I took from Gardenary Co. and and chatting with Jay from Meta, it was really insightful. And I've had a lot more fun with Instagram and my posts. However, I'm really trying to batch my content more. And that's what Gardenary Co. talks about, like create a bunch of content in one setting, and then you have content for a long, long time. So I'm still working on that. And I keep thinking, oh, next month, next week. And honestly, right now I'm like, uh, come January. <laughs> Let's get through the holiday season. So that is my goal for 2024 is to batch my content, batch my podcast, batch my social media, batch it all so that I just do, I'm not, you know, like week to week, day to day. 
This is something I have been working on for years. So if I finally crack the code on that and just, honestly, I don't even think it's a code. I think it's just a matter of discipline, like just sit down and do the thing. So I will keep you posted with how that goes. And if I do end up batching my social media content, um, but yes, consistency, posting, creating within Instagram and having fun with social media and, and give threads a try, you know, I guess that's what they're really going to promote. So it's probably easier to grow there right now. I just don't know how that's going to look for businesses, but that's what they're going to push. So maybe we give it a try. So yes, thank you for being here on the craft to career podcast. And there is a review that I wanted to read. Normally I read these at the beginning, but I'm going to read this at the end. This review comes from Lisa of Liza Janie Co. And it's a really, really sweet review. She says, I have put off writing this review for so long because I'm not sure I can truly capture the value of this podcast. It has truly been life-changing. Because of this podcast and getting to know you through each episode, I am now sitting in your pattern writing course and gaining so much value from it because I knew you, what your outlook on business is, and how you approach so many aspects of your business and beyond. I look forward to every Friday when a new podcast episode is released and often go back and listen to previous episodes over again. I gain new information each time I listen. Elizabeth shares tangible takeaways has so much knowledge within the industry and has firsthand experience helping culturepreneurs create their business and follow their dreams with a realistic approach. Some guests on the podcast are specific to the quilting industry, which is extremely helpful in providing knowledgeable information within our niche. However, Elizabeth also has a way of connecting outside of the quilty world in order to open our eyes to new ideas, which could grow the industry. She does this all with a warm heart and welcoming spirit. Thank you, Elizabeth, for all your heart and soul you have poured into this podcast and so much more. You are so raw, real, and authentic. It is greatly appreciated. So Lisa, thank you for leaving this review. It honestly is one of the most meaningful things to hear from you listeners. And the fact that you said, you know, you've put off writing this for so long um, because you didn't quite know what to say. I, thank you. Thank you for for really taking the time to do that. And if you have not left a review for the podcast yet, I would ask that you would take just a moment. If you're wondering, how do I do that? If you're in Apple Podcasts, you just click on the title of the podcast and scroll down where it says ratings and reviews. And it will say tap to rate and there's five stars there. And you can tap however many stars you want to rate it. And underneath that, there's to the left, it says write a review in purple with a little square with like a pencil in it. And you can tap on that to leave a written review. So you could do either or or both. And it really means the world to me. But more importantly, it helps the podcast. It helps bring amazing guests to the podcast. And it helps other entrepreneurs to find the podcast. So thank you for being here. And speaking of batching content, I am looking at the rest of the year and I will see there may be one or two more episodes in December, or there may be a little bit of a break until the new year. So uh, join me for the next podcast episode when that arrives. It may be next Friday. It may come in January. We'll see how that goes. 
Uh, but until then, until there is a brand new episode, take care. And thank you for being a listener to the Craft to Career podcast. Mm-hmm.